What's up, folks of Gator Country? This is none other than your boy, David Soderquist, along with Andrew Spivey, and a very eventful week this week and in Florida Gator world as, uh, you know, coming to into this podcast, I was thinking, well, we'll just preview Sanford for a little bit and, you know, see what we want to see in this game and go over what we want to see in this game, but, wow, right as we get done recording up a podcast from last week, some uh, big news hits the scene here, uh, Todd Grantham, John Hevesy gone fired from the university boot. of florida boot got the boot man yeah i mean is it a year too late yeah yeah it is you know we this should have happened january of last year or december of last year it should have happened didn't happen and that's why we're sitting here talking about a team that's four and five on the year and you know need to win two out of three to to salvage a a bowl game here. Um, I'm shocked that he fired John Hevesy in the middle of the year. I, I really am, David. I that, My thought all along was this, and that was we were going to see after the season, John Hevesy takes a job at UMass or, you know, something like that. That's what I that's what I predicted in the back of my head was that it was just going to be a situation where Hevesy took another job. It was going to be understood that he was going to be basically fired if he didn't take another job. Um, never did I think Mullen would fire him. Um, and you know, I, I will say this: we had the best press conference to Dan Mullen's tenure on on Monday. Um, he was very open. He was very honest about things. He was very. Uh, he, he took he took blame for a lot of it and hey maybe that's a new leaf turn I'm not ready to say it is um you fired two coaches good should have been done last year but to give benefit of the doubt maybe it's a step in the right direction and we'll see I will say this um I, I think promoting Christian Robinson as acting DC you know I, I, a lot of people are upset about it and and I think there's a couple ways to look at it. A, Robinson turned down Michigan to stay with Florida last year. Um, so, in a way, Mullen feels like he owes it to Christian to 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 let him come or to be DC and to um, stay on board. It's also an opportunity for Christian to put that on his resume that he was acting interim DC for the last three games of the season. Um, and if you give the DC job to Resi McGriff right now, I think it puts a lot of pressure on Mullen that if the defense looks good these next three games that Wesley McGriff has to be the DC. And I don't think that's warranted. I don't think that the pressure should be there by any means to do that. So while it was a questionable decision, I'm okay with the decision to make Christian Robinson the acting DC. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with that either when it first came out. Um, I mean, what else are you going to really do? I mean, like you said, you could either put McGriff there or or him and, and for the time being. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be like the permanent DC. I mean, it's just, you know, and it maybe even the players come out and play more charged. I mean, you've, <laughs> and I, I hate to say this, but if you went on Twitter a little bit and, and saw uh, a certain player's tweets, you probably know the player I'm talking about. He had posted a couple of tweets when Hevesy and uh, Grantham were fired, and it was like celebration videos that people were posting, and he was retweeting them, and then he deleted them real quick. But I'm not going to get the player's name out because <laughs> I don't want to put him under the bus here on, on the podcast. But yeah. I'm hoping that the players come out with a different kind of energy. 
Um, you know, and you know, you can't expect an assistant to come out there and be able to take a DC job and, and instantly improve the defense or anything like that, or even the offense with Paul. Uh, with with the offensive line, you can't expect it to just improve overnight because these guys don't coach that position. So right now you have interims right there. And and, and for all the people that think it's just going to change overnight, just remember that when Jim McElwain was fired and, and Randy Shannon took over, it didn't get any better either. So just put that in your mind. <laughs> it's let's not bring uh, don't blame Christian Robinson or Paul. I can't even see his last I can't even say his last name, but Paul, don't even blame him. It th- That's not their typical job. So we'll just have to see if the players actually come out and play differently for a different head coach. I know a lot of, I know a lot of players, not even players. I know a lot of people like staff or, you know, media guys that have said that, you know, the attitude in Grantham and, and Neil Blackman had a good article on it as well. Um, the attitude of the coaches rubbed off a little bit on the players. And I think that when those firings happened, I think the players liked it. But I'm not sure if they liked it 100. percent I'm not. I'm still not even sure if they're completely all bought in. I don't know, but I expect to see a different kind of energy from the team when they play Sanford this week. And I'm not going to overlook it because I know it's Sanford. They should kill Sanford anyway. It's it's well if they, if they beat them 65 to nothing. I'm still not going to think anything of it because you still got Missouri, you still got Florida State. I want I want to see something else. But I still think that right. the players will play with a different energy now that that had happened. Well, I think you were at a, a situation where what was happening wasn't working. Yeah. You, you know, you had, you know, you had Mullen basically come out and say, I don't know if the players are buying into what I'm selling. Right. In in so many words, he said, you know, I don't know that the message was received that I had. Um, so you trying to change it up a little bit, you know, you got three games. Um I'll, I'm still in the in the thing of okay. If you lose another game, maybe Mullen is the on the hot seat of getting replaced. Maybe it's, I don't know. Um, but you have three games to see if you can you can improve this and fix this. Um, is the defense going to look different? I don't think so. Um, maybe there's a different way that Robinson or, or, or McGriff or Paul Pasolone or, or those guys, maybe they break it down differently. And I always say this as well, you know, when you're coaching, you've got to be able to adjust to each player. Each player hears things differently. Each player is coached differently. You know, maybe it's a simple, you know, terminology standpoint that that Grantham will come out. I mean, that Grantham had that Robinson will come out with or, or, or something along that way. Um, you know, as far as the offensive line goes, maybe it's just a new voice. Uh, I, I say this all the time. It's about getting after it. Um, Hevesy did not re- relate well to his players. He didn't. Um, he didn't have good relationships with most of his players. Um, so maybe maybe it works out. Um I, Mullen said he's more involved in the offensive line. He's more involved in the defense. We'll see. Saturday's not the test. Missouri's the test. Right, correct. And and Mullen's attitude, you mentioned it in the press conferences, and I'm not the biggest Mullen guy right now. I, I've, <laughs> I personally feel he may have lost some of the team already. Uh, you heard about the broken podium, supposedly, that he did deny in the press conference. I don't know if that's true or not, but either he way. He said he pushed it. He said he pushed it. He said he wasn't strong enough. He said, uh, what coach was it yeah. would have been strong enough to, to toss that thing over? I don't know. But he made a funny uh, joke out of it. I what, forgot what he said, yeah. What I thought was cool is he made a funny joke out of it, and it was kind of funny. 
And uh, it was a different attitude. I like to see that. Um, but the thing is, is I'm still not sold. Um, Dan Mullen's done a lot to scar us from 2020 to 2021. And now he's going to have to slowly repair that relationship. I mean, the fans don't believe him. I certainly don't buy it. I don't believe him. Actions speak louder than words. So now you have to hire you an offensive line coach and a defensive line coach. They got to be elite recruiters. I think... Hevesy's recruiting, you can do way better than that with any coach that you just bring in. Yeah, and I think it was more of his attitude why you can't the kids do any worse. didn't want to play with him. Yeah, you can't do any worse than that. So that's, that's going to be an automatic upgrade right there. And then secondly, the D.C. needs to be an elite recruiter. Um, you know, the, the, I'm not going to say that the defensive recruiting's been completely terrible. We've been able to bring on some top 100 kids, but this is University of Florida. This is a school known for its defense for, for decades. You should be able to get. I'll disagree with you for a second here. What's up? Not to interrupt you, but I'll I'll, I'll disagree with you for a second, and that's what we're here for. Disagree. That's uh, it. I don't know so much. You know, a lot of DCs and OCs are not as hands on in the recruiting process per se. Um, you know, as far as getting out on the road and recruiting, but I think it's a situation of selling that the defense is going to get back to where it is and where it's supposed to be at Florida. Um, not having so many tweeners. Uh, you know, I, I, I still say that's one of the biggest downfalls that um, Todd Grantham has is he has too many tweeners. He has too many guys that don't have true positions. Diabate, what's his true position? Right. Um, Amari Bernie, what's his true position? Um, Moon, what's his true position? Dewan Black, what's his true position? You have too many guys with too many up-in-the-air positions that I, I think hurts him a little bit. Um, we have a special guest coming on. Um, our man Clifford Taylor, former uh, walk-on with Florida. Uh, David, why don't we go to Clifford? We'll talk to Clifford, get his thoughts on all of this, get his thoughts on the season as as a whole, and then uh, we can come back and uh, get some look forward to the Sanford game. I don't think there's much to preview there for Sanford. It's all about what Florida can do for San- against Sanford. Right, yeah. I think ESPN has us at a 99, uh, 99% chance to win that game. Obviously, I think we're going to beat Sanford. No matter how bad you are, you can be losing to blow out South Carolina bad, you'll still be able to beat Sanford, so I'm not worried about that Will game. Will Muschamp did lose to Georgia Southern. He did, but he had a ton of injuries, and he still shouldn't have lost, but he had a ton of injuries. Um, but anyway. It yeah, can we, happen. We do have my buddy Clifford Taylor on. I've interviewed him quite, what, three or four times since I've been over there uh, at Chomp Talk with my buddies over there, Brian Fox, and all of them give a special shout-out to them. So, yeah, let's bring on Clifford Taylor here uh, for this next segment and get his thoughts on what's going on so far and his thoughts when he was at the university, and hopefully he can shed some light on it for us. Yeah. All right, folks, we have on Clifford Taylor, the fourth former tight end over at the University of Florida. Good buddy of mine here uh, with Andrew Spivey and us. And uh, Clifford, man, uh, been a while since I talked to you last, man. How's life been going? Uh, it's good, you know, in uh, Los Angeles still, you know, doing the stuff for the uh, for the Rams, you know, culture shock. But, you know, that comes with the territory. So, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, You're winning football games over there, though. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yeah, Sunday was Sunday night. It was a different story, but other than that, for the most part, yeah, we're winning. We're winning football games. I know my fantasy football team needed the defense for LA to do. I was hoping for a seven nothing game. I had AJ Brown versus Los Angeles Rams defense. Both were on my team, so I needed Brown to catch like an eighty yard touchdown, and then the Rams just shut them out the rest of the day. But you know, I still won, so it's okay. (laughs) All good. good. Clifford, um, my first question for you, man, is. 
you know, I, I know you keep up with the, the team and you keep up with the program. How shocked were you, you know, Monday or Sunday night when the news came out that, you know, Grantham and Hevesy were out? Um, and, and when I say shocked, were you shocked that it happened in the middle of the year? That. That's what I was going to say. I, I was I was very shocked that it, that it happened, like, in the middle of the season because I feel like that's only really happened really twice, you know, in the last, like, decade or so in Florida. And so, especially, like, now that they're, like, court, like they're coordinators, really, and it's, it's like, okay, well, it's like, who's going to, you know, fill in the shoe? Because, I mean, I personally believe we're going to win out the last three games. I mean, it's Cupcake. What's the name of the team? Sanford or something like that? Yeah. Sanford, yeah. Sanford, Sanford Mizzou, Florida State, all winnable games. I, I, I just want to be Florida State. If anything, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be Florida State. Cause I, know, man. I mean, anybody, anybody that knows me well knows that I hate FSU more than any rival that we have in the SEC. And that's mainly because my best friend who I grew up with, you know, he's a Noel, diehard Noel. And so he gave me a hard time as a kid, but you know, the, the roles were reversed once you got to college, thankfully. So, you know, ever since Florida State's been kind of turning the page a little bit, he's just been talking like they're like they're back. So uh not gonna lie, it's kinda getting to me now because of the way the season's been going. But um, like I said, we just gotta be we just gotta be Florida State. But um yeah, man, I mean this uh that's that's one thing uh that I hate about this business. It's like you just, sometimes you just got to, like, let people go. Like, you got to put personal feelings aside, and you just got to, like, say, hey, you know, we're moving in a new direction because the Florida Gators are such a big brand. I mean, heck, when we – um, uh, I'll sit to the Rams a little bit. When we traded uh, Kenny Young, it caught us all, like, by surprise because Kenny was one of my guys. Like, Kenny was – Kenny, he just walked in the building. He was just one of those guys that was just like, like, yo, like, you are a genuinely, like, good person, like, and, like, you're – a player that I can like actually talk to without it having to be like this whole ordeal. So when, uh, when, when he got traded, that definitely, that definitely hurt, hurt me a little bit. But, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a business. That's one thing that I've learned in the last couple of months, you know, just working in the NFL. It's like, it's the bottom line business and, you know, things happen and, you know, that's just, that's just the way life goes. And kind of the same situation now with, um, you know, having Grantham who I, you know, I had nothing but love for They They treated me well. I had no problems with them. But um, yeah. So, hopefully well, I told David, it. I told David, you know, I coached for eleven years, and I don't know that we ever went through a a mid season coaching change. But I told David, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. You know, Florida just kind of seems stuck. That you know, after after the LSU loss and the Georgia loss, and then the South Carolina loss, it just kind of felt stuck. And I told David, like in a way. I kind of feel like he did this to get some new energy maybe going, but also just to try something different. What was do, what was going on wasn't working, obviously, and you've got to figure out a way for the next three games to get it going. How much do you think that that plays into it of just fresh face, new voice? You know, everybody's coached differently. Everybody here is coaching differently. Um, how much do you think that can change, just new voice, new energy, um, I think it can. Um, I, you know, before I was was on the team at Florida, you know, I remember when uh, Coach McElwain got fired. And then, like, I think that very next game we played, I believe it was UAB or something like yeah. that. And you could just, like, you could just kind of tell that there was, like, a different vibe and there was just, like, a different 
a, a different style of play. Like a team seemed a little more like united. Not saying that what granted them and have did kind of like was detrimental, but you know, like some, sometimes when you have a new, when you bring a new face in, like like I know they're bringing um you know a GA in you know to take over the role of a line, so that might bring them you know, give them a whole new ordeal of energy. Cause I know, I know the guys well, I know, you know, Ethan, I know Josh, like they're not going to, they're not, they're not just going to like tap out on the season. Cause kind of like what Zach Carter was saying before, it's like, these guys are, you know, working to, to feed their families, you know, mm, right. we, we know, we know the SEC, we know the national championships out of the picture now, but it's like, they're not going to just give up on the season. Like I know a lot of, you know, Twitter fingers suggest that they do like, that's just like, we don't do that at Florida. So, I'm also kind of relieved, you know, seeing um, what Damien and, and what uh, Big Zach said. It's like, yo, man, it's like we 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 understand, like, it's not going the way it's supposed to, but we're just – we're not going to give up on y'all, so y'all shouldn't give up on us. That's I feel like that's the mentality that I, – I call myself a fan again now. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like that's the mentality, like, we should have because, you know, the swamp is nothing without the fans. And so when you're just – you know, when you're just, you know, bashing the team as much as much as you can, it's like that's you're not helping. You're not helping the case. So I feel like all we can do now is just be like, OK, like we're riding behind you. You know, let's handle Missouri. Let's handle Sanford. Let's handle Florida State. Let's handle whichever bowl game we go to. And let's and let's just, you know, look forward to the future. That, that's really all we can do now. So I think fans need to be kind of just like just get a grip. Because, I mean, if we're being real, like this is like this is like the first like year that Mullins had like has been under 500. So it's like, I feel like in a way it's, it's understandably so why people want to fire, but it's like, if you, if you just look back from just the bigger scale, how much he's kind of like changed the culture here and just like the traditions around Gainesville, like the amount that he's done in four years, Mac and Mac and Mush and I couldn't even do those like combined. So I think people just need to, you know, stick behind the Gators the rest of the season. And and then, of course, once the season's over, it's going to be like none of this ever happened. So so that's that's how I feel about the, about the whole situation. Yeah, and I think a lot of fans are worried, by the way, how 2020 went and how it was on a downward slump. And uh, we obviously don't see what happens in the locker room. Dan could be a completely different person in the locker room to the kids. Um, we don't see that part. Uh, just the press conferences of him, you know, obviously you're not going to be happy if you lose a game. I understand that. But as the press conferences came from like the A&M game all the way down to the LSU game that, you know, obviously a lot of fans felt you shouldn't have lost. You have a close game with Alabama in the SEC championship. Um, Oklahoma game, get blown out, had a bunch of people out, obviously. Um, You started to see kind of a, a slump in his attitude in press conferences, and you kind of started seeing it again this year a little bit. Um, Dan Mullen used to be, he used to love being asked questions and, uh, you know, here recently he's been cutting people off. Now these past two press conferences, we're starting to see a little bit of the Dan, old Dan Mullen now. Um, Neil Blackman, he released an article, um, and he's one of the guys from Saturday Day Down South. He's actually really credible. He just doesn't throw anything out there just to get clicks or anything else like that. Um, let me read a little snippet from you and let me get an, uh, answer from you. It says, uh, Multiple sources inside the football program told Saturday Down South that Grantham had become unbearably difficult to work with over the past year, yelling at coaches who offered constructive criticism or advice and talking down to one of the interns and graduate assistants. Uh, quote, unquote, most toxic environment I've ever dealt with. One Florida staffer texted Sunday night. Now, this one Florida staffer, I just wanted to ask you, 
Was there any time in your time there? I know you were there till 2020. You haven't been here the, this year, maybe a couple of times, you know, on the field and stuff like that with the team. Uh, was there any time at the university, like under the staff or with the fired coordinators that you felt like the situation was toxic uh, just as an individual? And furthermore, did you ever see any like current players at the time either feel unenergized or bothered by any of the coordinators or assistants on the coaching staff? From just from thinking back, not really. I mean, I mean, there's levels when it comes to, you know, like, you know, working with a coordinator because it's like things happen in practice and, you know, coaches mess up. It's not just, you know, the coordinators or the head coach. It's the GAs too. Like they're like, there have been a couple of times like during scout periods where like we might, you know, do the wrong assignment and it just happens to be in front of Coach Mullins. So, you know, Random's going to, you know, let it rip on the GAs. Like that's just how it is. But as far as like just bashing one individual coach or just going at one more than the others, I, I never had, I've never experienced that or at least have any recollection of that. Um, Like I said, Grantham for the most part, I mean, he, he, pretty much just had to have the same system. He was just like, there were times where I would just be like, okay, he's running this. Let me just go ahead and run this. Let me go ahead and run this way or that way. Like I kind of got an idea a little bit of the defense. So it became a little predictable, but then, I mean, that comes with the territory of, you know, playing against these guys like every single day before, before game day. But um, yeah, no, as far as, um, as far as like players and encounters with the coaches, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember or think of any. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I I didn't experience anything like that. Uh, Grantham and, and Coach Shad, they were they were they were cool with me because you know sometimes I would play scout O line, and so you know head would just kind of like show me the ways a little bit, but it was never like anything like right. like stupid mother like like not, nothing nothing of that sort. So. Um, but again, like I said, I haven't I haven't been there this year. I mean, hey, you know, people change their their style, change their attitude, changes in a way. I mean, kind of like what you were saying before about uh, Coach Mullen and how you can kind of see like his you know attitude a little bit. Things happen, things change. Right. So again, it could, it could be this year, but from from my experiences, I didn't I didn't have any problems. losing makes the bad come out in a lot of people. Yeah, you were saying. Easy. It, it just does. I mean, when you're losing and, you know, you're losing at a – I mean, I was losing at a high school level, not as at the college level, and it's it's different. Um, you know, and that's kind of where – that was kind of where I wanted to ask you next, Clifford, and, and that is, you know, you, you, you see just kind of where the season was last year, and, and now you see where, you know, it kind of – started to tell off at the end was is it was there I guess something after the Alabama game or 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 anything that like I guess made you worry about the longevity of the program a little bit you know some people said well you know the bowl game was basically throwing the white towel in and it's hard to turn the competitiveness back on a little bit did you get that sense at all after that Alabama game no uh I think um I I I totally understand, like, from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, they're just, like, just saying, screw, we're just going to let our guys. But honestly, just from – I remember just, like, talking to, um, like, Shorter, Baby J, uh, Jamarcus, like, all, all the young receivers. And I remember I remember them just being, like, so excited for the for the Cotton Bowl because it's like, okay, Grimes and Tony's not playing, next man up. Even, even guys like, you know, Gamble, you know, Zip, Odom, 
we we were all pretty hell. I was even kind of excited because it's like, all right, that's one down, and if by chance we blow them out or get blown out, hey, they might you know they might throw me in there. So I was a little excited myself. So I guess part of me, part of my excitement, kind of maybe you know was a little oblivious to what was going on, maybe. But I think from from my perspective, we were all pretty. We were all pretty you know, pretty excited for the, for the bowl game. Cause even Mo, coach Malone was saying before, it's like next man up. It's like, this is, this is a huge opportunity on a national stage for you guys to showcase what you're about, not only for, for this year, but for next year and moving forward. So we were just kind of looking at that, like, like, yeah, like let's, 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 you know, let's, let's shift it a little bit. Unfortunately, um, Spencer Rattler, uh, his one good game as a quarterback <laughs> happened to be against us. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Spencer Rattler's a good guy. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, Oklahoma, they just, they just, you know, manhandled us. And I know from the outside looking in again, it, it's kind of looking like, okay, like 2021, it's like, it's, it's going to be rough. But if you guys went through the off, the same off season I did, you would, you, your, your whole mind would change because it's like, yeah, the outsiders are going to say it's going to be rough, but like if you saw the work we put in in the weight room and and I remember remember uh, watching them and do their little videos in black and white and just kind of watching them do those stadiums and mat drills. Not going to lie, for a second I was like, Oof, I'm getting out of Dodge." <laughs> but uh but um yeah, just kind of like just just watching them grind and like one thing I will say um that I've noticed about the freshmen like they they seem like very excited to like to work. Like I don't know, I don't know if you guys um Ever thought, ever thought to my guy Chief? Chief's like my little yeah, brother. Chief Porter, Chief's like yeah. my little brother, great guy. There hasn't been a day where I've seen him not smiling. Even, even yeah. in, even in the workout videos, it's like, like we need more of that. Like we, yeah. like guys like him, B Black, who I'm cool with too. It's like my boy was telling me he's like, oh, I love Stadium Run, and I was like, when's the last time you ever heard that? So right. <laughs> I think, I think just what I think what you just said is 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 important. You know, and I think that that's a little bit of where the frustration comes. And, and again, I, I try to balance where I'm looking at it because I, I look at it from the fan side, but I've also been on the other side where, you know, losing takes away the fun and everything else. But I think what you just said is important. Like, I feel like a lot of the juice just has kind of went away a little bit. And, you know, I even go back to, and I said this before, you know, that LSU game last year with the shoe throw, I just felt like the juice wasn't there. And, you know, even the, the Kentucky game this year, I just felt like juice wasn't there. And um, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, you do, you want to see guys that are just ready to run through a wall for the name on the front and the name on the back. Right. And I, you know, I know in, in this in this day and age, in this level of college football, like patience, people, players only have so much or so little patience nowadays. Back then, it's kind of like, okay, like, you know, you're a youngster, you kind of like wait your turn unless you're just like a gem from heaven and, you know, wait your turn. But uh, I think personally, just from, you know, me watching college football back in the day, it's like you want to put the best players on the field. It doesn't matter if they're a freshman, redshirt freshman, sophomore, or whatever the case may be. You want to put you want to put the best guys out there, and if they've earned if they've earned their opportunities, by all means. For example, Rick Wells. Rick Wells been there since before I got to Florida. He was and Max first recruit. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's earned every bit of what what he's been given this year. Like I've seen him work from the time I was just a little two hundred pound junior, watching him grow to like now this 
was it sixth year or yeah, sixth year sixth senior. Year. Yeah. And this is like, just like, oh man, just watching him score in that first game. I, I, I literally got out of my seat. Cause I was like, he has worked for that for so long. And so again, like you back to putting the best players out there, you want to do that. But again, it's like, if this dude's been been showing it for like forever and you're not giving him a chance, just just do it. And so I think I think Rick's has taken full advantage of his chance. And you know, honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the team picks him up because like you know I've seen I've seen what he does on special teams. I see what he does when his number is called to you know run a route as a receiver. He can do just about all of it. So um, again, it's just about you know putting the best talent out there and seeing who really you know puts it on for the orange and blue. Like you said, there's only 53 men in the NFL, and they got to play special teams. And, you know, everybody yep. said there was no way Freddie Swain would make it in the NFL. The guy's making plays every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, plays all over. Yeah. yeah, putting over 100 yards up a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, he plays every special teams, does everything you ask him to do. Never got to worry about his name being in the newspaper for the wrong reason. And right. that, that means a lot. I mean, you know, I – but I, I'm and, – and that's a good point on Rick, you know – you, you get guys who earn it. You know, I, I, I think about a guy like Jeremiah Moon. Moon, mm-hmm. for all the bad luck the poor guy's been through, to have a good season is is, is incredible for him. And, um, you know, um, David, that's all I got for Clifford. I don't – you got anything else? I just want to know – one short question, but I want to know uh, what's your take on Dan Mullen uh, for 2022 and what do you think the future is going to be like for him in 2023 if he's still here at the University of Florida? Hopefully he is. <laughs> I'll say this, and I hope I hope every every bit of Gator Nation is listening to this. I would literally go to war for Dan Mullen. I would go to war for his family. I would go to war for his kids. I would literally, you know, like I said, I would literally go to war for Coach Mullen because I mean, some people got to realize it's like he's he's whether they like it or not, he's changing people's lives. And he, and he changed my life, you know, whether, you know, I've told him that before or not, but like him, his family, they like, they really changed my life. And they, they're honestly like one of the many reasons I got the opportunity to be out here with the Rams. And so for me, I'm always going to defend Coach Mullen, no matter if we're eight and four, four and eight, even oh and 12, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to ride behind Dan Mullen. I'll always ride for him if he's here next year or wherever he goes. Still gonna be a gator though, you know. You know, I'm still gonna be a gator through and through. But again, like I'll, I'll, I'll never have anything ever bad to say about Coach Mullen. I let a man to death, and like I said, he's got my, he's got my full endorsement always, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too, you know. And and we're all guilty of it. We we look at coach as as coach. We forget that you know at home he's dad, he's husband, and you know, and it's right. it's every it's everything and. You know, I, I say this all the time, you know, Will Muschamp's one of the greatest human beings. Jim McElwain, right. the same way. Uh, they didn't work out at Florida, but they're great people. Great people. Um, right. You know, I, um, and, I, and I think that's a lot of the case. You know, every now and then you get a bad apple out there, but I think it's a good point. So, well, Clifford, man, I appreciate it, buddy. I, I really do. And uh, hopefully we can do this again. And um, hopefully uh, your Rams will do my fantasy football some good. <laughs> I let him know. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell Aaron Donald I need some more sacks. <laughs> I, I, hey, you know what? Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and my guy Van. I, you know, I, I have to say I love Van. Van's my guy. I love oh, Van. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Clifford, man. Hey, man. One more question, man. When are we going to see you in the WWE, man? 
<laughs> oh man. So yeah. So uh, it's crazy what a few phone calls the appearance can how that can bring you back to reality a little bit. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I've been thinking about it uh, for a little while. I'm I'm, I'm still kind of itching back and forth. Uh, they gave me they gave me uh, a tryout form, so I have until about next weekend or the weekend after to figure it out. So call Titus. You know, I did. You know, it's it's crazy. After they sent me that, I, I, I talked to him, and he was telling me he was like. He's like, it don't matter if you're a main eventer or just like in the middle of the card. If you go places like in Saudi Arabia or China, they will know who you are. Like you will literally be like Peyton Manning to them. And I was like, word. Wow. But, yeah. So yeah. So he's now we chopped it up. We chopped it up for like about a good thirty minutes. And um, yeah, he was just kind of giving me the insights because he never had experience in the ring either. And so he was saying, he's like, yeah, it's it's a learning curve, but hey, once you, once you're in, it's like you you just never get tired of it. And I was like. Okay, so again, I've been thinking about it. Uh, it's it's TBD at this time, you know. Uh, maybe in a couple months, I'll be like, or no, it's November, so next month. Uh, so next month, maybe I'll make a big announcement that I'm doing it. Maybe not, you know, you never know. Kind of something that Sting, said, Sting used to say, uh, you know, that's before my time, but I used, I used to watch like old school stuff. He's like, the one thing that's for sure about me is that is that nothing's for sure. So that's kind of right. the attitude that I'm that I'm taking with it right now. Never say never. Never say never, and hey, hopefully, maybe we'll see a maybe a Titus and, and Clifford Tag Team Champions here. In, there in the you future. go, oh, a game yeah. duo or something. <laughs> Won't see Andrew and David because we're too small. So. No, I, I, I'm good. I don't. I don't need no elbows to my face or or to my back or whatever. My four year old does enough of that. Yeah, we're too old, man. Uh, but Clifford, man, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, definitely had some fun asking you some questions about this subject, and uh, really got some insight from you, man. Um, because. You know, obviously, we wanted to get a player's insight from the the program. From uh, obviously, you were in twenty twenty, you weren't twenty twenty one, but good to get a player's insight and uh, good to talk to you again, man. Catch up with you and all that. And, uh, anytime, man. Whenever you win the Royal Rumble, man, give me a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man, for sure. We'll come anytime, hold the bro. belt together for you. You know, we'll be your uh, your paparazzi <laughs> guys who you know come out there and pick you up on our shoulders. We may be able to do that. We're old, but. <laughs> I got you guys. I, I appreciate y'all, man. Anytime. Thanks, Clifford, buddy. Thanks, Clifford. Thank you so much. All right, man. Clifford Taylor, man. Always, like I said, fun time talking to Clifford Taylor. Always catching up with him, especially in some DMs every now and then. But definitely love to see uh, love to see his face and talk to him in person a little bit. I guess it's more over Zoom more than in person, but at least it's something that we have here now. But Florida going on to face Sanford here. Uh, Florida obviously has the upper hand here. They got a 99% chance to win this game per ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, Really, I'm not even really worried about Florida losing this game. They could probably have their worst game like they did against South Carolina and still be able to manage to win the football game. Um, Some key things that I would like to see in this game. Uh, Obviously, I don't know the uh, injury status of Anthony Richardson. Uh, Dan Mullen said he should be cleared this Saturday to play. Uh, needs to quit breakdancing and trying to do some hip-hop, TikTok stuff in his room. Uh, but, you know, Anthony Richardson hopefully does play. And I'd really like to see – I really, first of all, just like to see Anthony Richardson rebound. Uh, didn't have a good game against Georgia. Georgia's number one defense, though, was his first start. I give him a pass. No big deal whatsoever. Uh, really like to see things in the running game start going. I would like to – I would definitely love to see Damian Pierce get way more carries because he deserves it. Um I would really like to see more carries from Damian Pierce. I'd also like to see if maybe the team comes out more energized now that, you know, obviously Hevesy and Grantham are gone. 
if it quote unquote was toxic for them, um, I'd like to see more energy from the team. That's really all I really want to see in the Sanford game. More energy, more enthusiasm. Uh, I want to see a blowout because the only team we've blown out was Vanderbilt. You should blow out Sanford. I want to see a blowout. I don't want to see a close game or we didn't cover the spread. I want to see some some helmets get hit. I want to see players obviously play with more effort. And I want to see Anthony Richardson. I would love to see if we could get some Carlos Del Rio action out there for doing really well. But I'd really like to see Bowman, Lingard. I'd love to see all these second-string guys. I'd like to see us get up real early, see these second-string guys get in there. But obviously, and I, I explained this to somebody the other night, the reason why we probably still haven't seen some of the younger guys, especially Bowman and Lingard, I believe they played in like one or two games this year at backup garbage duty. Um, I think maybe they're trying to save their year of eligibility. So maybe they're saving them, could be saving them for the last two games. I don't know. I think that's one of the big reasons why we haven't seen any of the backup guys. But I really would like to see more cohesiveness and just overall from the team. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my biggest thing for, for me is this, and that is come out with a sense of urgency, come out with some energy, come out come out wanting to to win. And, and when I say that, and, and I'm not saying they didn't come out wanting to win in South Carolina, you always come out wanting to win. But come out and show that energy, you know, show that explosiveness, show that burst of, um, you know, just just come out with some fire. Uh, you're at home for the first time in five weeks. It's a noon kickoff. It's against Sanford. You know, you just had two coaches fired. You have a lot going against you. But figure out a way to come out with a sense of urgency in this game. Come out with a with fast start in this game and uh, and just just get yourself feeling good again. You know, what do I even care? You know, let Emory throw some deep balls to the receivers and, 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 you know, do some, have some long explosive plays to get the uh, fans fired up, get yourself fired up and just get yourself feeling good heading into Missouri. I mean, I think that's the big thing. Get that confidence back, get yourself feeling good. Obviously the offensive line working with a new offensive line coach, uh, you know, let Christian Robinson kind of get settled in before they go to Missouri next week. And, you know, you, you're not going to learn a ton about this team, but you can learn a little something. And that is that they're not going to quit. And, and that's big this weekend. You know, I think it's, it's huge that it's Sanford and not Missouri because you can work out a little bit of the kinks of the coaching change there. Um, you know, you'd love to see some young guys. You know, you'd love to see Kitna in there. Um, but Anthony Richardson, I think, will play and play a lot. But, um, again, you need Emory to be confident, too. Whoever's going to be your starting quarterback for Missouri, you need them to get some confidence back because no quarterback right now has confidence. Yeah, no, they don't. And that's that's the other thing I was trying to see. You, you, the, you actually kind of stole it from me, Andrew. I was trying to talk about uh, the co- the confidence. You need confidence from this game because the next two opponents, Missouri, FSU, obviously are going to be more tougher opponents coming up. And after that game that you had against South Carolina, I can already see players probably just saying, oh, man, that was rough. We're not going to win the rest of these games. You really need a game in between that you can really boost the confidence of the players. And I think this is the game. And obviously – a lot of kids love Christian Robinson. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of great things from former players, and 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 obviously even Clifford. He's talked about Christian Robinson before. Uh, just a really good all around guy with a good personality, young guy too, and uh, really connects with the players. And I would love to see that. You know, 
that team come out with an extra fire now. Maybe that Christian Robinson can connect with them and, you know, probably even not even do a third and Grantham call. You know, maybe we don't see third and Grantham anymore. And we uh, finally get to see some players actually playing at the right spots of the field with the formation from the other offense. So that's what I really want to see. I just want to see players play with some confidence, get some swag going, get some deep bombs out there, get the team confident because Missouri and Florida State are coming up. There's a lot of doubt in the program right now, especially after that big loss you had against South Carolina there. Uh, just want to see some confidence. That's it. I mean, I have nothing really else to say about this game because, I mean, it's a team you should blow out. They're 4-5 and five in their division. They've not had one impressive win on their on their roster. There's nothing to really break down about Sanford. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a game. It's just a game. You go in there, you play with confidence. It's a, it's a confidence builder for the next two games. That's how I look at it. And like you said, it's a, it's a time for both coaches, Paul and Christian Robinson out there to get acclimated with the team before the end of the season. And hopefully, you know, whoever they do hire in those positions for the next year uh, can hopefully get acclimated for, you know, spring practice next year in the spring game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, you're in a sprint. Your last three games of the season, you find out what a lot of people are made about. You find about what your team's made about and, We'll find out what Dan Mullen's made about. And, uh, you know, you're you're looking at a stretch that will determine a lot of things for, for a lot of people. I think every coach on the staff is coaching for their job. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I know Clifford said that, you know, Mullen's changed some things around in the program, and, and he has. He has. Um, but I think he's also done some things wrong in the program. Um and, you know, I think if you ask anybody right now, and, you know, Dan Mullen even said this a little bit on Monday, he said the program's not as good as it was at the, than it was at the beginning of the year. He said, we've, we've went backwards. It's not what you want to hear. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's kind of all I have as well. I mean, you're, you're going to find out a lot about a lot of people in the, in the program and in the organization standpoint over these final three weeks. And, and it starts on Saturday and, um, you know, again, you're you're not going to gain much from it. If Florida comes out and wins 60 to nothing, I don't think that fans are going to change their opinion on things. Um, I don't think it changes much even overall. Um, the next two after this does, but obviously you need to, you need to t- take steps forward in this game. Right. We need steps forward, not steps back, because we've had enough. Uh, I don't think we've been able to discuss a a win in, what is it, five weeks. We had a bye week and then three losses in a row, and now we're going on week five. I would love to start next week's podcast saying, Florida comes out with a victory. That's all I want to say. What about you, Matt? Yeah, that's it. I mean, like I said before, I I hate losing. I can't stand to lose. Um and to watch the last few weeks has, has been rough. And to watch the South Carolina game was probably the roughest game I've watched since since Muschamp, Georgia Southern. And that's true. Yeah. Um, that was a team that was just outmatched. And it shouldn't have been. South Carolina is not a good football team. South Carolina probably loses to Missouri this week. Yeah. And, and, and part of me thinks that just last week, uh, I, I just don't think uh, – those guys were better than South Carolina. I don't think they came out with the energy or the want to even win the game. That's my opinion. It could be different all across the board. I want to see a different energy, just a win, and at home, obviously, at home. So, yeah. anyway, 
wrap us up there, David, and we'll get out of here and be back on Sunday to recap a win, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we'll recap a win next week. And Clifford, shout out to him, man. Thanks for joining us here on the GatorCountry.com podcast, and hopefully, man, we'll be talking to a future WWE wrestler <laughs> but uh for andrew spivey for david soderquist that will end the podcast this week hope you guys enjoyed it get some info from clifford here but that'll wrap it up folks for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast you can follow me at soderquist gc on twitter and you can follow andrew spivey at andrew spivey gc on twitter as well that'll wrap it up folks for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast